In this episode, we look at the difference between self-care and self-help. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Self-care and self-help. What's the real difference between these two? We often hear the words being thrown around interchangeably, as though there really is no difference. Self-care is self-help. And that might be true. It might be that certain self-care activities or certain self-help activities could fall into the other category. For example, one might practice meditation as a form of self-care, or they might practice it as a form of self-help, self-improvement. So what is the actual distinction between these two behaviors, and how does that distinction show up in our practice of them? How does that distinction change the way that we approach our individual needs on a day-to-day basis? I'm really excited to get into this topic, but before we do, I want to remind you that I recently built a self-care assistant to help you improve your morning routine. We're specifically focused on morning routine right now, but if you don't currently have a routine or if you want a better one, if you're struggling to be consistent with your routine, then this assistant is going to help you to improve that. And if you're US-based, you can get access right now. All you have to do is text the word routine to 910-407-1979. That's 910-407-1979. When you text the word routine, it's going to take you through a very short onboarding just to better understand who you are and what your needs are. And then it's going to help you figure out what you can add to your routine to make it more effective when you can make that routine happen and it'll hold you accountable to actually following through. So text the word routine to 910-407-1979 to get started. And if you're not based in the US but you want to join the waitlist, head over to tlbc.co slash routine to learn more. So let's talk about the distinctions between self-care and self-help or self-improvement. And to do this, we're going to start with the underlying definitions of each. So here is the definition of self-care as written on the Everyday Health website. And the link to this article is in the description of this episode. The World Health Organization defines self-care as, quote, the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a health care provider. According to this definition, self-care includes everything related to staying physically healthy, including hygiene, nutrition, and seeking medical care when needed. It's all the steps an individual can take to manage stressors in his or her life and take care of his or her own health and well-being. And now we're going to turn to psychology today to look at how they define self-help. In contemporary parlance, 
the term self-help is associated with actions and interventions that a person can take on their own or with guided literature, as opposed to working with a clinician. Self-help can help you think about your goals with a big picture view. It encourages you to, for example, outline your short-term and long-term goals and whether they are realistic and achievable. Self-help can also help you be more systematic in the way you approach the changes you want to see. So those are the two definitions. And one big thing I'm pulling from this, and I think that we should really try to walk away from this episode with, is that self-care and self-help operate in different levels of the improvement or the maintenance stack. And what I mean by this is self-care is far more about establishing a baseline. So it's not actually about improvement. It's not actually about being better than you were yesterday. It's not about goals. It's not about anything that has to do with making progress. It is caring about yourself. It is by definition, establishing a baseline of what you want your life and your day and your health to look like. And that can mean practicing things like meditation as a way to better engage with your emotions or engage with yourself. That can mean practicing gratitude in the morning, as we discussed yesterday, as a way to recognize what is going well in your life and feel happier. Whatever things you need to do in order to get yourself back to your baseline, whatever your levels look like, that is self-care. Self-help, on the other hand, is about progress. It's about improvement. It's about moving forward. And so this tends to be very goal-oriented. This tends to be very focused on what can I do today to be better than I was yesterday. And so when it comes to self-help, you may still practice something like meditation, but the purpose is different. Rather than practicing meditation simply because it is a requirement to feel healthy and happy, we are in self-help practicing meditation as a way to make progress. And one really interesting relationship that these two have based on this description is that oftentimes an activity could start as self-help but become self-care. So again, going back to that meditation example, we might start meditating as a goal, something that we want to do more often because it helps us to manage our emotions and that's an area we need to improve. And so we may start that as a self-help practice, but as it becomes a habit, as it becomes a routine, as it becomes a part of our identities, and as we build our lives and our baseline around it, meditation might then become a self-care activity. Now it's no longer about improving or gaining something, it's about maintaining. So by understanding the definitions and the distinctions between these two, it gives us a more elaborate toolkit to work with and a better understanding of how we can structure our own journeys. For example, we might decide that we want to treat self-help and self-improvement as something that is inherently temporary because by being successful with them, those activities should theoretically be moved over to self-care activities. Running is a form of self-improvement. You are making yourself 
healthier, you're making yourself better, and it probably has some mental health benefits for you as well. However, if running becomes a part of your identity, if it becomes something you are consistently doing, all of a sudden, that's actually a self-care activity. It's less about promotion, which is being motivated by what you can gain, and more about prevention, which is being motivated by holding on to what you already have. In this scenario, you would be going for a run, or you would be meditating, or you would be reading, or you would be doing whatever your thing is because it's a part of your identity. Because in order to get back to that baseline that you are looking for, you need to practice this behavior. So what we can do with this is start to better understand how self-care and self-help fits into our overall journeys. Perhaps for us, we look at, as I said earlier, self-help as a temporary activity. It's something that we do one activity at a time, either because there is this specific outcome we want to create in a specific period of time, or because there is a new behavior and a new activity that we want to internalize, that we want to identify with. For those things that have specific outcomes in specific timelines, maybe those don't become self-care activities. And so we don't need to internalize them. We don't need to turn them into habits or routines. We simply need to show up. And for those activities that we want to internalize, that we want to hold on to and identify with, we do need to focus on building habits and routines and making them a part of our lives and our identity so that they become prevention-motivated activities, self-care-motivated activities, rather than self-help. So this was just a quick episode to talk a little bit about the definitions and the philosophy, how we can be thinking about our own journeys. And I want to hear your thoughts. What does this pop up for you? What is it that you think of when you hear the distinction between these two? If you're listening to the podcast right now, click the link in the description of this episode to join us over on YouTube and let me know what you think. Just leave a comment on the video. And if you're watching, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I'd love to connect with you. I respond to every comment. So go ahead and leave one and I'm probably going to respond. So thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you that if you are interested in developing a strong morning routine and you want a little bit of help to do so, I recently built a self-care assistant that is going to work with you to develop your morning routine. It's going to help you identify the time that you should be working on it. And then finally, it'll hold you accountable and connect you with another person to be held accountable so that you can practice it. If that sounds interesting, if that sounds like something you'd benefit from, then if you're in the U.S., text the word routine to 910-407-1979. That's routine to 910-407-1979. And if you just want more information or you're not based in the U.S., you can join the waitlist. Head over to tlbc.co slash routine. Thank you again. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.